Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Vibe Zone. It's back with me and Rack and our special guest today. Do you want to introduce yourself? Hello, my name is uh, Double D Duck, but you can call me Donald. I am known for uh, among other things. <laughs> yeah, uh, we had Donald on an episode back in season one where we talked about like nostalgic cartoons and crap. It was like voice impressions. He yeah. did a lot of voice impressions. Yeah, but yeah, no, he did. I filmed that at my grandma's house. Actually, funny enough. Really? Really? Yep. Huh. I, just, I just walked around outside the yard talking. Oh, Hilarious. yeah. No wonder I heard like wind. Um. Anyways, mm. qu- quick update. I no longer have COVID, so yeah. I will, be muted. I will be muted for the second half of the episode. Yeah. Um. Mister Mister Host says you boy. <laughs> Let's just um so, get started. Yeah, so the topic for today <laughs> is just kind of music. Just yeah. Um, music, yeah. listening to music. Music. Yeah, keep in mind, we're probably just doing this on the fly. Um, we have a lot of genre. There are a lot of genres of music currently in the world and a lot of culture-based genres. Um, yeah. I just want to start off by asking, like, what are, you, what are your guys' favorite genres? Who do you listen to the most? I listen to a lot of rock music. Mm-hmm. Like elaborate, like a lot of I listen to it just rock music mostly and rap, and that's pretty much my taste in music. Hmm. Yeah, like uh, I like bands. Any? Yeah, I like video game scores. I like. I like... Oh yeah, no, go ahead, John. Go ahead, Donald. I I, I like I listen to a lot of video game scores, but for some <gasps> of them, like okay. maybe by Toby Fox and stuff, I actually try Toby listening Fox. into like the instruments because a lot of the th- uh, resources that he use uses are free, and I'm able to use them myself. So I see if I'm able to replicate anything similar in any way. Huh? You know what I mean, that's interesting. Try, actually. You're trying to re- you're trying to replicate like the sort of style that he has, the eight bit um. Well, kind of. He, the reason he's able to use a lot of that. so many instruments is because he uses a type of file called a sound font and. For those of you who don't know, back in the day, yeah. in the days of like the 90s and, and with the SNES and stuff, a sound font is a type of file where like, a bunch of like instruments, like a general MIDI kind of thing, are put into this one file. And it's like, they're not really that high quality and they can be like made with just like small samples. But it can be all just used in one file. And lots of, of really famous games have them. So like Mario 64 has it, Super Mario World has it, and lots of them. Yeah. It sounds games like Undertale, sound fonts. Yeah, uh, Undertale was actually heavily based on or heavily inspired by uh, Earthbound, so that makes which also uses a lot of the sounds. Hmm. So, like, is that sort of the main technology they used back in the '90s to create the eight-bit genre that we're used to today? Um, eight-bit's a bit different. Eight-bit is um. Less with sound fonts, more with waveforms. Like um, the S, the the NES, for example, had three main music channels, or four. I'm pretty sure. I'm not sure, but uh, one of them was for square pulse waves. Those play like usually the melodies. Those are like the sound you'd expect. Like one played the triangle wave, which is like for chords and for bass, and the mm-hmm. other was just for noise. So that was usually for the percussion and stuff. And like so- like percussion sound effects, all that. Yeah, that was. <clears throat> We imagine is 8-bit. Um, so stuff like Link to the Past, that's what you'd imagine is like 16-bit. You know what I mean? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm starting or I'm getting into producing more, so I'm going to have to know all this. Yeah. No, all the yeah. voice that's, tracks. That's very um, good information. Yes. Um, this is a really good episode since it's, it's about music too. Yeah, that's, talk that's about kinda why I, that's kinda why I went, Oh, this would yeah, be a great topic. This is like the shit that I've been doing. What Donald, do you did produce? I, did I did I tell you that I've been making music? Uh yeah, like uh what what do you yeah. use to produce and stuff? Um, so I'm a lo fi kind of guy. I think that it's probably the easiest genre to comp and improv improvise mm-hmm. off of using the various synths that I find online and download. And I think that is probably just the chillest music out there, and I really enjoy making it. I have an EP on Spotify and currently releasing an eight-song album coming out pretty yeah. soon. So if you want, I can DM you some files, Donald or Karas. Sounds good, yeah. <clears throat> but I think that in, in the sense of producing, um, lo-fi is probably the best because it's not that complicated. The only The only thing that's complicated about the genre is the effects that you add into it, such as like reverb, treble, um yeah no. is like birds or rain in the background like for rock music you need uh to eq all this you really don't need to mix as much as you normally do with lyrical songs since lo-fi is instrumental they're all, basically all the tracks have the same volume and and it what whether what whether you mix it or not it's always going to come out different and the difference is always the good part of lo-fi music hmm. what's it called the program I use is called Machine. It has an effect that's just called Lo-Fi. Like that's that's the whole name. But yeah, when you like put a voice file into it, it makes it sound like Duke Nukem. Like if you ever heard of that, those old. It makes yeah. the voice sound course, like Duke Nukem. Yeah, um, Lo-Fi is defined over the many softwares that I use. That I've um, used, Lo-Fi is probably the most spread out genre, um, because so many softwares and artists depict Lo-Fi as a different type of genre, like. Lo-fi can yeah. lo-fi lo-fi what the fuck <laughs> lo-fi <laughs> lo lo-fi can be as related to smooth or acid jazz as possibly or lo-fi can have sort of um it's a classic rock feel to it have a jazz guitar or something along the lines of that so yeah it's there, there are a lot of ways to define lo-fi. I don't, per, I don't really don't think there's a main way to define it because lo-fi is so diverse. Yeah, but at, like you were saying about how it's easier to mix and stuff, I make mostly like EDM music, and I, I yeah, no, it's a lot easier to mix because you don't have to worry with lyrics as much. And honestly, doing lyrics and stuff is super difficult because one, you have to have the creativity to come up with all that, which. That by itself is just impressive. Mm-hmm. And then also trying to get everything in the same key and then in the same like flow, get everything pinpoint is just such a hassle. Well, I can say some things about it. One, I found it easier to like write lyrics in other languages because it doesn't like have to line up the words or rhyme or anything. It just has to line up in the language. You know what I mean? Secondly, I'd recommend if you want to write lyrics like you go online and just search up idioms or like sayings or pro- proverbs or whatever from another country translate them to english and those can be like a good little lyric that sound good you know also, what I mean? don't worry about that sound that just came from my computer i know you guys didn't hear it but the recording will i just unplugged my phone oh yeah by the way <laughs> speaking of lyrics i uh a, a little while ago i was bored so i actually um 
I I I just wrote a Russian folk song. You like wrote. You did what? Well, I didn't make the music, but I uh, I took one of the songs from Animal Crossing. It's called KK Conrad, and I like the melody it had. So I was like, song. it needs lyrics. So I made lyrics. Here. Well, yeah, it's it's a song from Animal Crossing, and it's dude, um, the Animal Crossing music is whack. Donald, uh, just just DM it, just DM it. That's... It's in Russian, so yeah, you can just plug it into Google Translate. Oh, yeah, he, uh, yeah, he just DM'd me um, a bunch of Russian. I don't I don't take Russian, but um. Here, I'll I'll translate it. Um. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go ahead and translate it. Um. There we anyways, go. So. such as funk or mainly jazz there Very are a funny. lot yeah there are a lot of um i sort of want to talk about the subgenres of jazz jazz for a minute i'm probably i know i've i've known a lot about jazz very recently because um because of how much i've been in jazz um my high school percussion section were all about jazz we do improv all the time, and we sometimes do jazz theory, learn about different artists. And I think that the cool part about jazz is how far it goes back. It's probably one of the first genres, the first main genres in um, that of that are still servicing today. Um, famous artists like Dave Brubeck, John Coltrane, um... Muddy Waters. Yeah, Muddy Waters. That's uh. No, it's blues. That's yeah. Blues is a um, form of jazz. Blues is a form of jazz. Um, blues definitely is, goes way further back than jazz. Um, uh, yeah, and it's so diverse in cult and culture as well, and um, a lot and a lot of a lot of things have made jazz what it is today, and yep. it just surprises me a lot how far like it has come there's so many genres there's like electro jazz acid jazz experimental jazz smooth jazz blues uh jazz formed into blues blues formed into rock all these genres created one another and then blues also formed into r&b which mm-hmm. then formed then, into rap everything this... started with jazz yeah well, yeah and, and and i'm really i'm really happy that jazz is still around today yeah but in the 60s jazz kind of changed a bit and people realized they could go really crazy they didn't have to stick traditional they could play a bunch of notes at once and a new genre was a new subgenre was born called bebop oh i thought that was no and out of that apparently a tv show was made or something i'm not sure cowboy bebop i think pretty pretty much yeah uh, <laughs> um but um I think the coolest, uh, I think the coolest um part about jazz is like you can mess up in a song and, you, and nobody will know it. Be accurate. Yeah, like. Makes me there... think of that one video where this guy was playing William Tell Overture on the piano. You know what song that is, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, and he was playing it accidentally with the sheet music upside down and nobody noticed yeah like music is such like a diverse concept that it can anything realistically like you can make consider anything sound some form of music yeah 
And and I think uh, that's sort of where improvisation got its name. Um, I am a very big person in terms of improv. I do a lot of jam sessions with my friends, and it's a really good way to get to know each other and figure out our sort of uh, sort of our skill in music. And I think that improvisation definitely comes from jazz because jazz is so diverse in terms of keys and melodies and notes that nobody really knows what the fuck is going on. All they know is that they're making noise and it sounds good. That's basically just what jazz is without trying to be offensive. But that's that's the main, that's the probably the biggest thing that I love about jazz. It's so diverse. Yeah. I agree. But like I agree. But like you see people implement implement so many like random sounds into their music that it just fits like i've heard songs where they literally just take voice recordings from like voicemails and put it at the beginning or like ocean waves or literally just storm wind yeah that's um that's going back to the topic of lo-fi the effects are what it's all about um for an example i don't want to spoil a lot but most of my most of my songs I've been uh, looking on like uh, stock stock uh, sounds, or I just go outside and record for an hour. Um, I just record the various sounds that happen around me, whether it's a busy road or uh, birds and uh, birds and rain and um, people people most people um, cross rain with being comforting, laying in bed and taking a nap and. Lo-fi is supposed to be a very comfort, very comforting genre. There you can see where the two genre or the two genres, uh, just noise and lo-fi mixed together to create this comforting masterpiece. Yeah, like I remember in one of the songs I was listening to on your Spotify, you put in like which uh, quite, which one? I uh, in Odyssey, I couldn't quite like understand what they said, but it was something like oh, the it was um landed type yeah shit, which um went perfect odyssey vibe. odyssey is supposed to be a space a space themed uh <laughs> a space themed sort of thing so basically i just looked up uh various capcom controls like for an example um the eagles landed that's what neil armstrong said when apollo landed on the moon yeah um and there was also uh discovery houston go at throttle up that that was a uh, call from Capcom down at Houston to Space Shuttle Discovery to continue going at Throttle Up. And I think that effects just make lo-fi what it is. Oh, yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, there's just various um, things in there. And also, um, for those of you who have listened to Odyssey, at the end of the song, there's sort of that like beeping noise in the background. That's actually the radio waves that Cassini uh, brought back to Earth uh, when monitoring Saturn. Uh, somehow I found those on stock, and I, I just got the sense of like really calmness for them Damn. and yeah that's sort of that's sort of the birth of what i've um what i've been doing for lo-file with all the effects uh like don't you like you you guys find like rain and all that comforting right yeah that's that's I'll what lo-fi spend most is all of my about. time sleeping to just random youtube videos yeah <laughs> yeah uh there's a there's a song that I've been listening to, it's called Mayday by uh, The Fat Rat. It's an EDM song. And, like, in the chorus, in the instrumental part of the chorus, you can keep hearing this, like, 
a Morse code of SOS. Oh. With the song Mayday. That's like... That's so... Also a lot of hidden secrets and oh, various... Yeah. Um, oh, okay. I'm gonna try um, and figure out a way to... <laughs> I'm probably gonna try and figure out a, sort of a way to connect that. Let's see. So... You have this band, Twenty One Pilots, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> there are a lot. There's a lot of lore. There's a lot of lore to Twenty One Pilots. Um, let's see. Um. Okay, so we're gonna go to this this their album called um, Trench. So basically, the, yeah, the, the you don't like Trench. I did not like Trench, but keep going. Uh, whatever. Okay, so Trench is gonna. Okay, so Trench is sort of about Tyler escaping his thoughts. He makes this makeshift city about his thoughts called Dima, um, and he tries to escape it. And there's all this lore behind it, um, and I think there's just so much to it that makes that makes the fandom just go absolutely nuts. And that's the biggest part about the fandom, is that they're constantly figuring out more like rabbit holes to. Uh, more rabbit holes to what the actual truth behind Dima is. And in their newly released album, there's even more lore, and it's so hard to find, and the fan base is just loving this. And, yeah, that's where the lore part comes in. They want their fans to be engaged with the music. They don't just want to listen to it. They want them to listen and analyze the music. Um, another example is a popular rock band called Rush. Uh, you, anybody heard of Rush? I have heard of Rush. I think I think I might have. Heard of like, Rush? I, I like I like Rush. Rush is pretty yeah. great. Their last um their last album before they split up uh released in 2012 called Clockwork Angels, um had so much lore, that they made a novel, they created a novel of Clockwork Angels is about a boy, who, who does not like the current standings of society and his government wants to overthrow the government and create his own power where everybody's equal it's a utopian steampunk type vibe if you want to take a listen to it it's there's so much lore behind it and for those of you who love lore i definitely recommend doing that i also like five nights at freddy's <laughs> thanks wow um anyways oh <laughs> well, yeah there, there are a few there is a few music uh songs yeah no the the cover of the book is literally the the album cover Speaking of the music in Five Nights at Freddy's, a lot of it is um, just classical music. Like, um, you know the song when Freddy's like in your doorway and then like music starts to play and stuff. Isn't that the that's the Ukraine like march or something, right? No, that's the Torador march. Like, um, that's, that's for example, yeah, that's the march. Back in uh, a few months ago, I remember there was like a big trend on TikTok where people were like playing a fancy, a quote unquote fancy version of the song, and they were taking the characters and making them sound fancy and stuff. What they don't know is that's the actual version of the song where yeah. it was made it was made for uh, what's it called an opera called Carmen which has many many other famous songs like uh the habanera or again the march of the Tordors, or uh what else what else does the habanera have I think I can't think of anything actually just realized but I know what you mean um yeah. like but, covers of classical music have been influenced to sound different yeah and uh Funny enough, it even has lyrics. 
Oh, I bet it does. Okay, so can you can imagine <laughs> if Freddy's in your doorway, but then all of a sudden he just starts singing about uh, wanting to win a bullfight so he can win over a girl's heart. Is that what is that what the lyrics are about? Yeah, it's about what's it called the in the, the scene in the opera is the main the, the main villain his name is Escamillo Tordo is this big brash bullfighter just comes into this bar and then there's this I think this Roma girl sitting there that he wants to win over so that he just talks about stuff about bullfighting and those are all the lyrics. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so there's also another genre. That was mentioned in recording chat. We'll probably shift gears. Anybody heard of the genre hyperpop? Oh lord, I um, have. This is gonna be fun. Yeah, if you, you you know about it, you want to talk about it, go ahead. No, I'm saying like this is gonna be fun. Like let's let's hear it. I'm um, in. yikes. What would you define as hyperpop? Okay, hyperpop is probably the hardest genre to describe. Um, basically, it's pop. But it's on steroids and crack cocaine. Like, um, I don't want to get copyright strikes. I was going to, like, sing a little melody, but I don't. Uh, it's, yeah, if you just want to look at it. Yeah, um, a good example is actually Tokyo Drift. Oh, okay. Of, yeah, okay. Sort that, of like that. Just, sort of. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. All that's right. yeah i don't listen to that <laughs> <laughs> wow um yeah a lot of people who i know a lot of people who listen to that i mean it's pretty it's 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 a cool genre i guess i mean De i've listened to a couple of songs subbiest, like that that are like on my playlist the, and stuff the subbiest subgenres um one one not we haven't we still haven't Actually, yeah, we have. Um, anybody got any favorite artists here that they want to shine down? Kevin Cloud. Okay, Kevin Mc. <laughs> you know who he is, don't you? <laughs> you know, you know who he is. Yeah. All right, Crosslaw, what's your favorite genre? Shine down. I mean, or I mean, favorite, artist. favorite artist, Shine Down. They're shine a down. rock band that started in the early two thousands, and um, they they have a lot of like their variety in the kind of like rock they make is super weird because i've seen them like i've heard them make stuff that sounds like something imagine dragons would made would make i've also seen that heard them make like heavy metal or alternative rock or mm -hmm. like slow rock you know yeah another just, band that's the really variety diverse. is insane yeah, another, another band that's um that varietizes their genres um, is a band called Kojim Dip. Um, I don't think any of you have heard of that. Nope. Um, so basically, Kojim Dip is considered a metal band, but they implement classical music, jazz. The uh, the vocalist is uh, is uh, vocally trained in classical, jazz, crooning, and and heavy metal. Um. One of their uh, one of their most popular songs is called Moon Waltz in E major. Um, it, it's just so weird. Like one second it's just <clears throat> slam on rock, next minute classical waltz, and then like something Imagine Dragons would make. Uh, it's it's diverse. Um, 
like wait it's like almost two diverse and i really like the creativity they have in their music um but on to some uh actually donald go ahead and talk about kevin mcleod oh yeah um scared those you don't know kevin mcleod made your childhood audio wise um i'm sure many of you have like uh watched a lot of minecraft videos when you were younger and a lot of them had like royalty free music in it and stuff and most of those were probably made by kevin mcleod he has made over six thousand pieces of music since the 1990s and continues to do so and he placed them under creative commons license which means that anyone can use them for free as long as they give credit to him which has led to his work being used in thousands of projects even in things as famous as kerbal space program yeah what and some of his uh, famous ones the most famous ones include um i can't just say the names because you're not going to recognize the sounds but like if i doubt if i find them on the internet you'd recognize the sound you know what i mean yeah you, you like you okay. won't know the title it's it's the main it's the main um it's the center of uh songs you know what's Songs you know what they sound like, but you don't know the name. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll I'll DM them to you, and you'll you'll just rip. Yeah. Uh, one of them was a famous TikTok song that like, like monkey nine million spinning, views. Monkey spinning monkey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that was his, yeah, and he made a. a yeah. He made these two. He makes a lot of genre, other genres as well. Um, oh, he just like does all, does it all at this point. Yeah, he does it all. He's a really talented musician. Is this? Um. You, he uses a. He uses a program called Logic, which is like Logic. Garage he uses ba- Logic. Oh, yeah, it, apparently it's like Garage Band on steroids. Um, what I've heard. Yeah, it's. Um, let's let's move on to one of the final genres that we'll probably talk about tonight. Um, it's more of a, it's a very trendy genre, so it's more well known. Um, the genre indie is a um, sort of um. Cross between. Classic rock, alternative, and yeah. So, have you ever, has anybody heard of indie? Yeah, there's actually an indie rock band that I listened to that started on the West Coast. Who are they? Uh, They're called First in Flight. Ooh. And they are, they're really good. Hmm, I'll have to listen to some of their stuff. Um, A few, a lot of indie bands I listen to. Let's see, uh, you got Calpurnia, you got, um... You got Tally Hall. Tally Hall's definitely indie. Um, let's see. You got Lovejoy. I love Lovejoy. Um, they're they're a British band. Most of most of, almost everybody who listens to uh, Lovejoy comes from Wilbursut. He's the lead singer of that band, which is pretty pretty sick. Um, I listen to Wallows. Um, let's see. Wolfpack is also a pretty cool indie funk band. Oh uh, yeah, it's my favorite genre, and Lovejoy is probably my favorite artist. It it surprises me a lot, like how every single genre and subgenre of music have came from one source. Like that's insane. It's all if you put it in the perspective of a tree, it's. It just grow it's growing and growing and growing and it's probably gonna keep on growing forever and ever and ever. Oh, and I yeah. cannot wait to see what the outcome of all of all like future music is. I hope it's not ab- I hope it's not actual actual dog shit, but <laughs> Yeah. 
I really hope it doesn't turn out that way. But well, even we, with how much music has and has expanded and will expand, there's always going to be something that someone will listen to. Yeah, and it's always going to be changing. Yeah. Whenever, whatever, however, it's gonna. It's always going to be changing. There are always going to be new trends out there, and I just can't wait to see it evolve. Like I said, I hope it's just not static noise. There's already like a genre called harsh noise. It's just noise. Yeah. It's just noise. There's Ooh, nothing. One thing to I it. did want to talk about is um, there's a band. It's very well known. Not a lot of people listen to them, but everyone knows who they are. They're called Slipknot, right? <laughs> Ooh, you listen to. My Slipknot. dad does. I do not. Okay, all right. But there's also That's another band I want to bring up. They are called Stone Sour. They are mostly mm-hmm. well known for mm-hmm. one song Stone called, Sour. called Through Glass. Really good song. Yeah, I know. I know that. Point one. being, the lead singer of Slipknot and the lead singer of Stone Sour are the same person. Same guy. Which yeah. is pretty insane when you really think about it. What it else? Just, that is just it just shows the range of some people. <gasps> Yeah, a lot of people can be very musically inclined, uh, whether it comes to being a vocalist or singing or playing an instrument. Our section leader is almost good at every single instrument. Does it play upright bass, can improv on vibraphone marimba, can play quads, snare. Yeah. No, and, and like, that, yeah, it's, it's amazing mean, how, like, genius some people are with what they do with their music. Mm-hmm. Like, Jimi Hendrix literally found a way to make it sound like his guitar was talking in some of his songs yeah man and like straight up i don't i don't know how he does it but there's uh a very distinct sound to the guitar of carlos santana oh i love him like it almost sounds like an electric mariachi guitar you know yeah carlos santana brought latin rock to a whole whole new level oh yeah Um, he is vastly known by almost every single community that's out there um it's the way he makes latin you know you've made it big you know you made it big in rock music all of these guitar hero game yeah (laughs) he um probably one of his most famous songs black magic woman Yeah. yeah um there's also uh an instrumental song called Soul Sacrifice that's just off the charts weird. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool stuff. Uh, he reminds me a lot of um, people like Almond Brothers, Grateful Dead. Grateful Dead definitely pioneered um, imp- improvisation. and They totally did, and then they crashed. And they crashed <laughs> when Jerry Garcia died. They were just up and then... I wish he was still alive to this day. I'm pretty sure when one of your band members dies, your band is going to crash. That kind of happened a lot. Freddie Mercury, man. Queen crashed. Actually, you know what? Queen, like... Queen... Still stay alive somehow. Queen is... There's a lot of people out here who still claim... Who still listen to Queen and claim that they're the best music to ever be released. Because they are. Which, yes. Arguably, they are. (laughs) Okay. Beatles second place <clears throat> anyways um okay so i sort of want to end off by talking about probably one of the most creative artists out there 
Anybody got any guesses? I, no, I don't know. Hmm. Artists speak. All right, I mean, um, not, not me either. Yeah, uh, you guessed it. Tyler, Tyler the Creator. Oh my God. Ah, oh, <laughs> Tyler the Creator. That guy's that guy's awesome. He, one of my one of my my roommate has a shirt that's signed by Tyler the Creator, that's and it's insane. signed with lipstick on the shirt. Uh, but um, yeah, Tyler the Creator, um, can do any genre like he will be able to pull off any type of genre that's out there. Whether it's so, it's so freaking cool. There's a reason he's called Tyler the Creator. The Creator. Yeah, like, it's pretty. It's pretty sick. It is interesting to see some people switch genres and have it work out better or worse. You know. Yeah, and that yeah, Tyler the Creator just goes to show how diverse music is. Um. I just can't wait to see how far it goes. Oh, yeah. I just can't wait to see how music in general goes in the long run. Yeah, I mean, the more and more I release my music, the more and more Donald fig- the more and more Donald composes, and the more EDM <laughs> cross all makes. I'm trying the to more- make rock music, yeah. dude. I'm trying to get there, but I do Yeah, not- the more diverse we get in music, man. Yes, sir. Well, and, we already yeah. rock. I got, a good, uh, I got a good drum kit if you need it. Called I have two drum kits. Sean Petty drum. Oh, oh, it. you actually play the drums, right? I actually I play the drums. Yes. Uh, yeah, you got, yeah, you finally got an acoustic kit. I got uh, an acoustic kit, and I have an electric kit. Uh, yeah. Um, moral of the story: music is diverse. Keep it that way. We don't want music wanna make, is the foundation we, of all culture. We don't want to crash it. <laughs> we don't want to break the boundaries of how far music can go. Oh yeah. Appreciate and, your ears. Yeah, I think that's a good time to end the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Um, all right. Thank you for may, uh, coming on. One request, episode, Donald. Oh, sp- speak. Uh, may I end the episode off with a uh, a quick sound? Uh, sure. Has to be under ten right. seconds. Okay. Hopefully, it works. Did it work? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for watching. We'll see you in the next episode. All right. Thanks for coming All on, right. Donald. See you later. See you later. Just a little reminder <laughs> to those listening uh, episodes, uh, except for the last episode, because that was the intro we wanted to release a little earlier or to the season. But uh, episodes release on Mondays at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs>